Yeah, what's up? It's what the truck part two, number two. I'm Tuner, and that's the dude. <laughs> I am the dude. It's going off the rails quick, bro. Uh, I, that's the way I like it. I, like, I don't need rails. No. I'm an off-roader. No, that's uh, what the truck is not about rails. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, There's man, no rails speaking, on the road, bro. Speaking of rails, yeah. about four years ago, four years ago today, I got back on the rails. I stopped drinking. I started podcasting. Four years today. Four years ago today. Boom. 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 Nice. TED Talk. Congratulations. Hey, give yourself some cowbell, bro. TEDx Chattanooga. TEDx Chattanooga, November 8th. Nice. November 8th. I'll, I'm doing my, my speaking on there, and we'll be jumping into that topic. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Very this, cool. Uh, by the way, see yeah. that picture back there? See these cups? Good to the last drip, drop? The right. drop drop shipment. Drop ship? Good to the last <laughs> drop ship? Some guy said he appreciated that uh, that dad joke, by the way. It's a great dad, dad joke. Someone I like did. some. Well, Arc Best, Arc Best is more than logistics. Yes. Whatever you do, whatever you ship, ArcBest makes it easier for you to do business. ArcBest combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, and trusted relationships to take the complexity out of your supply chain and keep your shipments moving. That's what makes ArcBest more than logistics. That's it. You nailed it. Much, much more. Hey, we're going to have guests now, right? I think so. We're going to have guests now. It's, it's, I was it's told. A, it's Lisa Flynn. She's director of delivery services cool. at Skybits. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Now, now, Lisa is in North Carolina, but I can smell my own. <laughs> Merrimack Warrior, right? North that's Andover right, area. You're, uh, you're originally from Mass, right? That's absolutely correct. Yep. And I uh, went to college in Merrimack and played soccer. Enjoyed every bit of it. So how do you end up at, at Skybits and in logistics? Oh, wow. You know, it was really not where I thought I would be. Going to Merrimack, I originally had different plans with life and, you know, Things just changed, and I fell uh, into some uh, work with a colleague that I really enjoyed working for, and she made the jump, and, and I followed suit, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I've been with Skybits for five years and, and absolutely enjoy it. Awesome. Awesome. So, Lisa, and uh, Duner, you remember Y2K, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, Lisa, there's kind of a Y2K-ish event coming hmm? as we switch from, you know, no, the yeah. sunset of three 3G. Oh. Right. What is what does that yeah what what does that need to, and how to what does that mean to the people and and how do they get ahead of that yeah, absolutely. I mean, folks need to be prepared for the 3G sunset. Those customers that have existing devices today um, that are on the 3G network, if they don't have those units replaced and, and newer technology enabled and, and on their trailers, they're going to lose visibility into their assets. So they're basically going to have hockey pucks sitting on their trailers um, with no visibility into them. So it's, it's really critical to get ahead of it before the 3G sunset uh, takes place in 2022. I don't know when the last time it is you try to connect your phone on 3G or you've been stuck on 3G. It's yeah, probably exactly. been a while. A lot yeah. has moved to 4G, but it's really slow. Yeah. So this is a big improvement. But are you going to jump a generation? We hear about 5G now. We hear about uh, it causing COVID-19, which I think is, is just a nasty rumor. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I don't either. But it's in the new iPhone, right? So that means it's, it's like critical mass. COVID-19 is in the new iPhone? No, the 5G. Oh, oh, oh. oh. So is, are, will you be going to 4G or 5G? Where are we, where are we at next? on the carrier and what they need in, in each individual. So, you know, for Skybits, we're looking to go the greatest. Um, we have 4G available and, you know, just there are certain customers that have 3G units and it's across beyond just Skybits, right? 
Um, and it's really about focusing those customers and make sure they're thinking about this in 2021. You know, is it in my budget to plan to replace my existing hardware? You know, what assets do I need to think about tracking? It, it's really about making sure that they have a solid plan in place. Um, and that's absolutely what we do um, at Skybit with our delivery services team. Um, we coordinate with customers, get plans in place so that we can ship units and help them get them installed and, and make sure that they have true visibility into their assets. So 5G, how, how big is it for you guys and what you guys do? What does it mean for you guys? Well, I mean, certainly for, for us, it's not really about the 5G, the 3G, the COVID-G, right? It, it's more about making sure that folks have access to their units. Um, and whatever, you know, um, technology is available, that's where we're going to go. Um, and, and we really just want to make sure that customers are really just focused on ensuring that they don't get left in the dark, right? If you don't upgrade your current existing units that are on the 3G network, you're going to be left behind. That productivity and the advancements that you made by um, investing that money years ago with a 3G unit, you're not going to be able to have any success with those units um, because once the network goes down, you'll have no visibility. So it's really about, you know, just making sure that, that customers have that plan to take off the old assets from their from their trailers, from their chassis, their containers, um, and really make sure that they have these new units installed uh, to ensure that they don't lose visibility to that fleet. What is a deployment service and how do you pick a good one? Absolutely. So personally, I think Skybits does a fantastic job. So uh, the team that, that I run, our delivery services team, really amazing. Um, a great group of folks um, who really are passionate about our customers. And I think that's what makes us really a differentiator in the industry. Um, our team is, is really about ensuring success of our customers. So we take the time to listen to their business needs, understand um, what's important to their business, and really make a plan with them in terms of, you know, where do we need to ship units? How can we get them installed? How can we do it quicker, faster, and better? And along the way, teach you how to use the application uh, so that you know how to use it and you're actually getting value out of the system. Um, so, so our team absolutely is, is renowned and uh, does an amazing job in getting our customers up and running, whether we're a new customer, you're upgrading your old, um, old equipment to something brand new or through the 3G campaign. Wow, there, there's a lot to unpack. There are a lot of things to do in that. You know, it sounds, wow, well, okay, deployment services, hook them up and, and send them on the way. Yeah. But there's a lot more to that. And we could dig into all kinds of details from the original units, getting them out there, upgrading, make sure they're getting the value out of it, using it correctly. Maybe they're frustrated. Maybe they're not making sure that they're really, mm -hmm. truly getting that ROI. What's the hardest part of, of, of your job? Hardest part? Um, I think a lot of times with assets, they're moving around so often. And because of that, the customers don't want their business to stop. So it's difficult to wrangle up 10, 15 trailers and have them sitting in the yard so that units can get installed because it's a stop trailer is a dead trailer. You're not making money. Um, so I think that ends up being one of the most difficult things um, in, in our business uh, is trying to get the units installed. Wow. So what, what are the biggest challenges, though, at, you know, Skybit's unique business? What are the unique, unique year that we're in? Kind of sick of talking mm -hmm. about how unique this I've actually banned the term new normal. Whenever someone yeah, sends me like a question with new normal, and I erase that. It's jumped the shark. Yeah. And, and I don't <laughs> drink, so I can't play drinking games. So I'm not a fan. But so what has been the biggest challenges for Skybit's, though? just like any other um, you know, competitor in, in the industry, it's really about getting hands on, on assets, on containers, trailers, trailers chassis. Um, I think it's, it's just the common in the industry is that customers need their trailers moving and they're, they're 
not going to be fruitful if, unless those trailers are out and about. Uh, and being able to install those units is really the most difficult thing um, that I think any 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 competitor along with Skybit has. Yeah, so uh, can you speak a little bit more or a little bit more in depth, I should say, uh, about your customer success? I know customer success is wrapped up in deployment as well, but can you speak yeah. to this customer success team? Absolutely, absolutely. So at Skybits, we take our, we call it our customer experience group, right? And it's really a holistic approach to our customers. We want to make sure that they are raving fans at the end of the day. And that, that starts from immediately from sales first interaction, all the way to where my team comes in is, is onboarding and the delivery services, getting them up to speed, deployed, um, trained on the product. Um, there, there are different folks utilizing the system the right way, set up. But it also goes beyond our delivery services team to our customer success team, who's really that account manager, and they're with the customer for the life of the project, along with our billing and our operations team. You know, we really take a take a, a stance that it's a holistic approach, and we really want to make sure that we empower customer success at every stage of the overall um, organizational life cycle. Scott, in the comments here, he also says that 4G is viable for another 20 years so oh is that right yeah a lot of hype around 5g is going to be good maybe in like autonomous trucking maybe those kind of things but uh 4g still works just fine for a lot of uh simpler applications or maybe ones that aren't just quite as data intensive well there you go man yeah exciting stuff so hey how do people learn more how do they get involved how do they use your deployment services and how do they meet this miramac warrior them all. Um, and they can reach out to us through our website at skybits.com. There's information on our products, our services, our contact information is listed there. And certainly I'm welcome to uh, LinkedIn and people contacting me that way directly as well. Well, it looks like a beautiful day outside your window over there in North Carolina. So uh, go out there and run in the sunshine. <laughs> we'll bring this home. Uh, we'll let you know that your team, your Skybits team, they're in the comments on both the Slack and on both the live things, showing you a lot of love and a lot of support. So thank you very much. And thank you to the Skybits team for coming on right. What the Truck. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lisa. Wow. Good stuff. Bye-bye. Yeah, it really is. And you really could do a whole show just talking about the, the deployment services and how difficult it would be, right? I could do it on the Gs. Like, what? what's the difference between the G3s, the 4Gs, the 5Gs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. But I'm in, I live in Gig City. I got 5G in my house. Oh, a 5G internet connection? Yeah. <laughs> it's great, except when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's well, a true statement. Coming up next, and you'll see him in the green room, it's Eric Rampell. He's the chief innovation officer at Redwood. He's waving to you right now. We'll be back in just a second. You know, it's weird to say this, like, outside of the Super Bowl, but I love seeing these commercials. I was just watching that, uh, like you all were, we were just watching that Stratix uh, commercial. If you listen to this audio, that might sound a little bit weird, but if you watch our live events or you're at yeah. live.freightwaves.com, you get to see a lot of these these industry ads that we don't get to see otherwise, but here they're playing with an event. It was this cool cartoon. You said it reminded you of Story but That's exactly right. Yeah. It did, right? Didn't it? Yeah, I was expecting <laughs> Sheriff Brushy to come in to yeah, take out Sheriff the stinky parts. Yeah, right. Those of you with kids know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Although Storybots could have been on like uh, on uh, Cartoon Swim, I bet. Like oh, you yeah. gotta play that ten to like midnight. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. It's a good show. Hey, let's bring Eric Rampell up. He's the chief innovation officer at Redwood. He's uh fighting Illini over in the suburbs of Chicago. Eric, you a Storybots watcher? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Eric, how's how's the day treating you? How are things going in Chicago and uh what's up at Redwood? Uh, it's amazing. 70 degrees yesterday. Beautiful, Ooh. sunny. I, yeah, I'll take it in November. Um, things are good. Redwood's good. How are you guys doing? 
We're doing great. Yeah, we're Why wasn't it 70 degrees last year? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Chattanooga. It's like 30 degrees some days it's and like 100 degrees Five the other. degrees and four feet of snow. And <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> well, Eric, you guys, you guys are known as a tech forward 3PL. Uh, let's talk about what technology means to Redwood and what it also means to you. What is your what is your passion bucket? How do you feel that? Yeah, uh, I've always loved it. I've always loved just solving complicated problems, hard problems, and making them accessible to people. And I think that's what we do at, at Redwood. Um, we've always seen these challenges of logistics problems and tech problems, and, and we know that the right answer is always a good solution of both. And, you know, even like a, a lot of times today, I, I've been listening to the conference and, you know, people are talking about building or buying their technology. And, you know, we dealt with that ourselves. And what we learned is the answer is usually somewhere in between. And when you do that, you want those investments to, to be able to talk, right? And so we want to bring the best of that to ourselves and to others. And so at Redwood, whether it's with how we move freight, right, we're, we're I think, like the 12th largest freight broker in the country with, you know, digital strategy and AI-driven pricing. We manage our customers' freight with an open network and we innovate and transform supply chains with Redwood Connect. And it's just been a great way and a great journey for me working at Redwood for the last, you know, 16 years to deliver this kind of awesome stuff to our customers. Excellent stuff. So, you know, you guys have demoed at our show before and, and you know, you've, you've won best in show, you know, a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Several Elite years club. in a row yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a match for, uh, you know, the Connect platform. So can you tell us what's new in the, in the platform since our last show and, and where is it where's it headed? Yeah, you know, I, I think it makes sense to talk about why why we did, did it and why we built it, right? So, like, a decade ago, we started doing managed transportation services, and we had to integrate shippers' supply chains with, you know, TMS technology. And it was an open network, and that flexible open network worked really, really well, and it's worked back then for logistics, and now it's working for data. So, the recognition that you're talking about, and, you know, yeah, we, we love those best-in shows, and, and it's certainly helped us land more customers, but it also helped us get, you know, top industry talent from names like XPO Logistics, Echo, Project 44. And so what we're doing is we're accelerating our own digital transformation internally at Redwood using Connect. And we're also growing our partner, partner ecosystem and lowering all that friction to get them up to the cloud. And so, you know, with all of this supply chain and, and data orchestration now living in one place, um, you know, we're going warp speed on bringing new apps and data and digital logistics services like our own rating services and APIs and stuff like that into the market via, via the drag and drop platform. Wow. You know, a, a topic that came up earlier was fragmentation, right? Mm -hmm. And a big problem in tech is, is walled gardens, right? So you have this information isolation where, you know, it's great if it can work within the ecosystem, but if, it, if it's outside of the ecosystem, you're in a lot of trouble. You are a proponent of an o open ecosystem. Tell us a little bit about that and why it's important. Yeah, we have been for a long time, you know, and at Redwood Open, it, it really means open. Um, it, it, it started when we were connecting these TMSs, like I mentioned earlier, and then we'd work with these large shippers, and they've got great relationships with other partners that are competitors of Redwoods. And we found it that we could grow faster by giving business to our competitors and tendering freight to them through the platform rather than trying to, you know, manage that and handle it ourselves. So, you know, it, it when no one is the same and, and no shipper is the same and no partner or 3PL is the same. It works really well when you can listen to a logistics expert describe what do they want out of their network, and then we can make that happen and stitch the right partners and apps together, and Connect lets us do that. So when, you know, to your question, when we talk about open, we really mean open. You select your apps, you select your trading partners, you select what you want to work with, we stitch it together, and we help you orchestrate, you know, the, the right data supply chain. 
Excellent stuff, Eric. I'd like to switch gears a little bit now and, and talk about something else we've talked hmm. about quite a bit, which is the digital freight brokers, sure. right? Uh, you know, we, we talked about this concept many, many times, and, and you guys have talked about it as well. But what I'd like is, can you help us kind of distinguish or weave our way through the, you know, separate the hype from the reality and, and you know, what makes a digital freight broker work for reals? Can you, can you guide us through that a little bit? Yeah, you know, and I think to your point, there's a ton of hype. Um, the reality is it's not there yet, but it's doing a lot of great stuff and automating a lot of work that was traditionally done by people. So where we're looking at it is how do we incrementally add value to people who understand these lanes, understand these networks, and, you know, reps who are on the floor can start making better decisions that are driven by, by you know, really good data. So to your question, what drives it, it's always data and finding those, you know, signals through the noise in order to automate what is a good decision. But at the end of the day, I think all of us know that this massively fragmented ecosystem is so big and there's so many choices out there that having good people that understand not just the carrier network, but also the shippers you needs is something that, you know, AI just hasn't caught up with yet. Wow. So for, from your seat, chief innovation officer, you always have to be assessing the market. You have to look at maybe an event like this as somewhat of a scout. So what, mm -hmm. what's the biggest challenge with your job in, in finding that innovation and finding ones that would work for not just Redwood, but more importantly, your customers and partners? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always been a little bit of if you take a build versus buy analysis and you look at that the same way from an innovation perspective, it's does this drive value? Is someone willing to pay for it? And then can I create something new that's really, really useful, but that can scale and you know be useful for more than just one customer, but for lots and lots of customers? So that sort of design canvas style thinking is is what we're doing over here. And you know, that's kind of how we look at value generation on a on a quick uh, on a quick level. Excellent stuff, Eric. So, Eric, we've got about two minutes left here. Can you give us any parting words or, or let us know what's what's next on the horizon for Redwood? Yeah. Is it another best in show? Yeah. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think... I think I think I want to take this opportunity to you know maybe maybe pivot away from from tech and even the organization a little bit you know from a logistics perspective, um, but in keeping with Redwood, one of our big priorities is keeping our culture alive and connected while we're all at home right now. Um, and so what I want to do is actually plug uh, an initiative that we're doing. It's our third annual Women in Logistics event that we're hosting next week on November twelfth. Uh, you can go to our website and find out more about it and sign up. Um, we generally hold this event obviously on site, same as you do with this conference, um, but you know, this year is different, but we want it to be special. And what we're doing is we're raising awareness uh, of transformation tech and otherwise within supply chain uh, in 2020 and sharing those perspectives from women who have achieved career success and get their narratives out into the marketplace to, to help inspire others. Um, so in typical Redwood fashion, you know, we kind of like to turn everything into a fundraiser. Um, we're going to support a special organization for this event and everyone that attends Redwood will make a donation to Dress for Success, uh, whose mission is to empower women and achieve economic independence through a network of support, professional attire, developmental tools to help women thrive uh, in work and in life. And, um, you know, reach out to our website, reach out to me. I uh, would love to get as many people uh, to be a part of this. It's going to be pretty great. Yeah, Eric, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of companies are, are sort of dealing with those challenges. We stay yeah. virtual longer and longer. You bring in new employees. There's a lot of drift. You know, people can feel distance, especially if you're not a highly visible player in the company. You know, it, it's easy yeah, just absolutely. to lose track of who people are. And then when those people feel like they're invisible, you know, you might not get the same output you would you would normally get. So that's always one of those challenges and those hurdles we get through. And it sounds like the programs you're doing, getting people involved, these great community initiatives, community being your own people, your own team. They sound fantastic. Eric, we really 
really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Absolutely. Eric. Yeah, Redwood does a great job of keeping their people connected and, and giving back to the community. Yeah. You know, I mean, with, with the, the Heroes Challenge and they had the, the, the special one this year where they had different things like uh, different different uh, promotional, like uh, uh, comedy sketches and et cetera, online, et cetera, to raise money and donations. Really yeah, back in stuff. June, I did a Freight Waves Insiders with them. Look up Freight Waves Insiders on your favorite podcast player. I did one with Redwood. It was great. It's actually one of the most downloaded ones. was excellent and exciting stuff. But coming up next... Shelly Simpson, EVP, Chief Commercial Officer and President, Highway Services at J.B. Hunt. You can see her there looking beautiful in the green room. As always, we can't wait to jump into this with her. Welcome back to What the Truck. I'm Dooner. That's the dude. And we are honored to welcome our next guest. It is Shelly Simpson, EVP, Chief Commercial Officer and President Highway Services at J.B. Hunt. And this is the dude and his favorite type of, of interview. Oh, we were said, no notes, nothing. Said open topic. Just go for it. I'll spar with the boys. Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> hey Shelly, thanks for joining us at, uh, at Live at Home. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. You know, the only thing I missed about you, you see your keynote was great this year, but I remember at Chicago, we got to see you in person. You got to be on the stage, and that was just wonderful. Well, it's hard to make it connect when you're um, here in front of a computer, but I do miss it. I'm ready to come back. Well, we're going to do our best, but you know what? This is, this is one of those years. It's a unique year. How many times can we talk about COVID? But even on your LinkedIn, you showed a picture of, of your Halloween, right? And it was a drive-by Halloween. And I think that this, this is a good thing to always be mindful of, because not only are we businesses, but we're businesses full of people, and people are facing these challenges. But how did Halloween go for you? Uh, you know, it was good. We had done that for PPE for our people um, and did a drive-by that could pick up a goodie bag. And so we felt like one of the things that I love about our corporate campus is we've got about 4,500 people here. And for years now, we've allowed them to bring in their families or friends to come in and trick-or-treat. And so since our corporate campus is not open to other people, we thought, well, we still want them the opportunity to trick-or-treat, but maybe we'll do a drive-by. So we uh, put together, I think, 2,800 goodie bags um, for our people and their families. Wow. That's awesome. You know, the last time we, we spoke, I exposed myself as a bit of a fanboy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and it holds true still to today. I'm a big fan uh, of you, Shelly, and, and how you manage the company and, and really, but your heart and your altruistic nature and, you, and your ability to combine them both. And, you know, also off of the LinkedIn, yeah. uh, what we saw is, you know, thankful to honor those we love and, uh, you know, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month and what you guys did there. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, you know, that was something that was a, a little new twist for us this year, but it really did hit at the heart of our people um, that just appreciated that they could actually honor someone that had been impacted by breast cancer. So October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Our ERG grow, that's growing in retaining outstanding women. Uh, that was our first ERG actually sponsored that event. So anyone in the company could send in a name or come write down the name. And we tied those to our flagpole that sits right in front of our corporate campus. And it was just a way to really say, um, you know, we honor and we remember those that were impacted. I actually uh, took that picture and sent it to my sister-in-law and said, if you'll blow it up, you'll see your name. And uh, that was just something that was really touching in a way that was a little bit different for us this year. Yeah, no, it's it's all in the, it's all in the details, and you know Eric was just on from from Redwood, and he was talking mm. about ways that they have to involve their teammates, and I think we're all facing those challenges right now in this this virtual world and trying to keep people engaged and connected. It's kind of hard when you're just looking at a a plastic laptop and microchips after a while. <laughs> 
quite, quite true. Yeah. Quite, know, true. quite true. I think for us, Tim, it may be unique for us. I don't know how it is for everyone else, but we've been on a flex schedule now for a few months. And so our people we found at our corporate campuses were able to work from home for a period of time. But we really started having people say, you know, I'd love to be with people. I'm, I'm home by myself or I'd like to connect. And so we opened our corporate campuses, started coming back on a part-time basis, and actually this Monday, uh, we've been having about 1,500 of our people come in on a regular basis. This Monday, we'll have about half of our staff coming in on a regular cadence. And of course, um, our 20,000 drivers are on the road every single day. Our our maintenance technicians, our operations teams, they've been there uh, since the beginning. But that's been a great connecting point for us and really allowing our people uh, to know what that means. And then we just changed a few of the ways that we do business. You know, Shelly, you had an excellent keynote this morning, and obviously it inspired Dooner and and I on a number of topics that you talked about. And I think it's worth really, I I know it's worth uh, touching base on that a little bit because you didn't mention the chaos there or anything. But what you guys were talking about was really that, you know, you can't grow and evolve and and create new services out of perfection. There's got to be an element of, of disruption there or imperfection or some chaos there. And thinking out of the box is just a buzzword, really. It, it, bringing it into the culture of a company like yours, a legacy company, and like Dooner said, not having the urge to just put the nail back in the wood, right, and get things back in order and let that blossom and control it is is really a talent and something. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. I think for us, you know, we're a nearly 60-year-old company, and you've heard me talk a lot about our cycle of innovation, disrupt, adapt, accelerate. That's been a theme for our company to really embrace, think about the way we do business, and will what got us here get us there? And that's how we're constantly thinking and what our customers are asking us for. But I have to tell you, at the top, we've got to be very aligned as to what that strategy and goal is. And um, you heard John say this morning, uh, you even challenged Shelley some of the thinking from the book that we read uh, earlier, John and I had a great conversation last week when we tend to get into those conversations that are uh, maybe around our discipline and structure and P&L management, and yet we're trying to do this whole innovator's dilemma. How do you manage a new startup? What does that look like? actually called back to the book and said, remember this from the book. And so it's a constant reminder that we're always trying to find that, strike a great balance between being an entrepreneurial company and forward thinking and leaning into our startups while still being operationally excellent and producing on behalf of our customers uh, and people we do business with. So I think it's, it's a constant challenge, but being able to challenge is probably most important. I was recently reading a, a fascinating article about the difference between, for, for leadership, the, dis- the difference between the visionary and the optimizer. And that's mm. almost like this controlled chaos thing, right? Because the optimizer wants, wants order, wants forecasting, wants predictability. Well, the visionary, they like the opportunity that change presents. So, Shelly, let me ask you, are you the visionary or are you the optimizer over at JBH? <laughs> Well, I've grown up inside the company. So I've been here 26 years. I started in an hourly role and I've done so many different jobs. I think I've had 12 jobs in the company. And so I love to execute, have no doubt that I love to own a P&L and deliver on those metrics. But I think one of the things that I enjoy most is, is looking in the future. And so how do we, what will it look like? I love to see that. I love to know that. I think for me, I'm constantly talking to myself as uh, I'm an activator. When do we start? How do we start? 
let's get going, but I'm also futuristic. And so I'm constantly battling that in between um, overall. I think most of the organization uh, I'm leading is on the sales part of the organization and 360 and how can we go? I think that's part of it, but it is important that you understand our PL because we can't do the future at all costs. We do have a brand and a reputation that we have to uphold and make sure that we are creating raving fans from our customers. And so I think it's a, a fine balance. I, I tend to lean more futuristic, but uh, I sure do love a PO. Excellent stuff. You know, we were talking earlier, we were talking about staying on the rails and going off the rails yeah. a little bit, right? So, uh, Shelly, I'll put you the question. Do you, you want to do uh, play it forward first? Uh, musical instrument or sing or maybe beatbox or would you like to do uh, the wheel of stupid questions first? Yeah, we're doing a little chaos of our own now. We're going to move into the chaos part. It's controlled chaos. We can stop it at any time. <laughs> yep, so I'm a change agent, so whatever you want me to do, I'm good. Oh, All right. Well, let's, I think let, we go with the play it forward, sing. bro. I was, yeah, we yeah. want to hear sing. I didn't know Shelly could sing. She keeps mentioning a piano. <laughs> she, she put it up there. I think we go with the singing or beatboxes. The Let's way give her the wheel. Let's give her the wheel. We'll give you the wheel, Shelly. Let's spin it. Let's see what you come up with. Here we go. We've got, is there any item worth fighting over on a Black Friday sale? Uh, well, I don't have to fight so much because it's all online now. But uh, oh. I have stood many a times on a Black Friday and made sure I was first in line. But that was probably 15 years ago. Absolutely. Ooh. The latest and greatest toy of my kids. I don't know if I'd oh. fight, but I'd make sure I was first. I know that. See, my kids are one of the PS5, so I had to stay up to like 3 in the morning online, like refreshing. It's, it's like the new <laughs> version of waiting online. It's like yeah. waiting for the server to catch up. <laughs> Shelly, it's awesome stuff. We have about a minute left. Where can people learn more information about J.B. Hunt, and where are you off to next? You're always uh, doing these speaking appearances. Yeah, yeah. So jbhunt.com, and uh, we're actually launching a new .com, and Ooh. so you will gain access to that on Monday if you want to check it out. It is uh, brand new, bringing the best of our marketing work uh, to mm. our customers, carriers, and people. So really looking forward to that and how we interact there. And uh, where I'm off to next, you know, just talking, meeting with customers, and uh, I know I've got a few events here coming up in the next few days, but uh, happy to be here with you, too. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Shelly, thank you so much for thank your time. Thank you, Shelly. She's always so gracious with it. When we come back, we're going to talk to Hunter Burke. He's the founder and product leader at Load Shop. He's a Green Bay, Wisconsin guy, too. Maybe he'll yeah. tell us who he thinks the goat is. Is it Favre or is it Rogers? We'll let him stew on that one in the green room in the hot seat. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this break. Now we're back with Hunter Burke. He's the founder and product leader at Load Shop. Excited to talk to him. Green Bay, Wisconsin guy, our first yeah. uh, Wisconsin guy today. Mr. Cheesehead, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, happy to, to be here. Is his name actually Mr. Cheesehead? I don't know. Are, are you from Green Bay originally? You know, I'm actually a, uh, a Viking fan behind enemy lines right here and stuff. Oh. So I am, uh, yeah, from Minnesota right. originally, oh. but grew up in right. Wisconsin. Don't, right, well, dis then, don't disclose your exact location. Well, then who's the goat of the Vikings? Who's the best Viking of all time? Oh, God, it's got to be Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah, that's true. The freak. That is a really good <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I like the way you pivoted on that one. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about yeah. Load Shop, right? Let's talk about Load Shop. You know, Viking, Vikings are cool. Uh, but Load Shop is a simple and intuitive platform for shippers and carriers to digitally match freight. Another topic, the, mm -hmm. DF, the DFM, the DMF, I guess we would go with this one directly and easily. Tell us a little bit about it and how did it come about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's really uh, as easy as shippers can post loads to our marketplace and they can pick the uh, price and carrier selection of their choosing. And then once it's available on the marketplace, those carriers can easily view it and instantly book the loads. We provide uh, a lot of cool and powerful tools to help throughout that process right there. Um, shippers get things like uh, uh, proprietary spot market pricing forecast that we call the smart spot to help uh, price loads competitively yet fairly to the carriers as well. And then from the carrier point of view, you can do cool things like set up favorites and get uh, email or text notifications of the, the loads of most interest. That's awesome. So, you know, one of the things we talk about quite a, a bit at these events and today we've been talking about is transparency. Yeah. Right. And transparency and pricing, et cetera. Does Load Shop provide that for the carriers, the shippers? Absolutely. Yep. That's been a uh, core value um, and, and part of our mission uh, since day one right there. So, um, you know, I realize I probably didn't answer your, your past question about how kind of Load Shop came to be. So I'll probably start with there and transition into the, the transparency, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, and. And so, yeah, we, uh, I guess to start, um, I'm going to explain a little bit about KBX Logistics, where uh, LoadShop was developed from and resides in. So KBX Logistics is the 3PL, uh, an independent 3PL company within Coke Industries. For those not uh, familiar with Coke Industries, they're a dynamic and diverse group of companies with 130,000 employees uh, across 70 countries, just to give you a, a size for their scale and reach. Um, some of the more recognizable uh, names include uh, Georgia Pacific, Guardian Industries, Molex, Invista, Flint Hill Resources. All those are uh, ones actually on the Load Shop platform um, as well. So, uh, you know, where it started um, in 2018, uh, just like everybody else, uh, it was a challenging year for shippers in the, the spot market. Anybody that's in the industry can remember that right there. So it really helped us justify experimenting um, with a, a new idea that I've been really promoting here for a while, and that's to digitally match freight directly between shippers and carriers um, and without kind of the broker dictating the, the terms in between. And, uh, you know, not to say there wasn't a lot of great digital freight matching technology already out in the industry. It was just the, what we saw was um, everybody was still using the same basic constructs of the existing brokerage model. And we really wanted the ability as a shipper or large buyer of transportation to be able to set our own price. And then just as importantly, give that visibility to the carrier of what the, sh uh, the price the shipper is actually paying. So that transparency. You know, uh, Gotcha. I, w I was looking at some of your copy, and it said economically, uh, Load Shop produces a better result when it comes to transactional spot load opportunities. That got that made my ears perk up a little bit. In the volatile world of spot and transactional freight, how do you accomplish that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we feel we're advantaged here because we only charge a uh, nominal and transparent fee once a match is actually made. So what that does is it allows us to remove the risk premium that a broker, whether that be a digital or traditional one, must inherently price into the load when they're uh, quoting a shipper today. Gotcha. And it also, the copy says you, you, it provides shippers and carriers a hassle-free way to transact directly, mm. right? And again, it bypass uh, the limiting filter today's brokerage models create. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of the hassle-free, um, you know, obviously there's been public load boards around for a while. And if I had to, uh, you know, kind of compare the experience of, you know, that before to 
what load shop is. Um, you know, it's really kind of that that Craigslist experience that was taking place before. You don't have a qualified uh, participant pool on each side of the market. Um, you know, when you go to Craigslist, you have no idea who you're practically dealing with. And then even when you want to uh, try and um, complete the transaction, you've got to go outside of uh, the platform and do that, um, as well as figure out how to facilitate the funds and all that stuff. Um, so Load Shop takes that completely off the table for you. Um, it handles all those things. We uh, qualify, monitor the carriers for the shippers. Um, from a carrier point of view, uh, you know you can you you're getting paid from Load Shop, so you don't have to worry about uh, taking on that risk of or setting up with you know a whole bunch of different shippers right there. Um, so really, kind of providing that one-stop shop and, and making it that you know almost e-commerce experience for uh, buying full truckloads. Wow. You know, Hunter, we had a Freight Tech Venture conference yesterday, and, and there we got to hear a lot of founders' journeys. You're a founder. What has your journey been? How did you come to this, to this, to this product? You know, how, how did you end up here? Yeah, it's been a, a fun journey. And I guess, uh, you know, from kind of where it started out is I uh, kind of grew up in the industry. My uh, father owned a, uh, a freight brokerage here in Wisconsin and still owns one today. So from a very young age, the first thing I was doing um, was working there and uh, really got exposed to um, just the huge opportunity that technology and the internet in general could play in advancing uh, logistics here going forward. And then I uh, was fortunate enough in, in college um, where I uh, majored in uh, operations technology management and, and along with a specialization in supply chain management to get an internship at Georgia Pacific's transportation department. Very large shipper. Um, that group actually became KBX Logistics uh, now. And, and from there, you know, really got a, a just a huge sandbox to be able to experiment with a ton of different things. Um, first, I uh, kind of set up a, a custom and integrated online carrier registration for us. And then uh, one of the kind of next things I did was create a online rate catalog that digitized and automated the uh, publishing rate process. And then uh, more recently turned to the, the spot market and uh, digitally transforming that through load shop. Excellent, excellent stuff, excellent stuff, Hunter. I mean, it, the transparency and, and how you guys, how you came abroad is, is really fascinating. And I, I can't say, you know, the the transparency in bringing what you're bringing to the market is really excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to, uh, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of our journey here on, on What the Truck. Thomas Healy spun the wheel. Shelly Simpson spun the wheel. Oh. Would you like to spin the wheel of stupid questions? Let's bring it on, guys. All right, let's give it a whirl. Round and round it goes. Let's see where it lands. Nobody knows. It is, if you had to ship your best friend to China, how would you do that? <laughs> Interesting. So, um, you know, my best friend loves to travel. So uh, I think, uh, you know, she would definitely be on board for that right there. And, um, you know, I'm going to fly her first class if I can. See, I would put him in the, in the, the slow, but I would put him in the, in the shipping container, <laughs> a multi-stop. <laughs> I'd make it go Thanks. around the Horn of Africa. You wouldn't even be using an environmentally. You wouldn't even be a, a no, no scrubbers, it. nothing, nothing, <laughs> no IMO twenty twenty fuel. Thanks. Should have prefaced that with my best friend's my wife, so that. Uh, oh kind of into yes, that, uh, right there. Yeah. How comfortable is your couch, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, also got a baby here coming up uh, due next Thursday, so I'm trying to get all the points in I can right now. 
Ooh, there I got a six go. and a three-year-old at home. I've just gotten through that that phase. Now I'm in the phase where they just come into your bed in the middle of the night. Like no matter yeah. what you do, they just, just end up there. there. Yeah, but there's <laughs> yeah. only so much fighting you can do. <laughs> you got to exactly cherish right. the times. Well, Hunter, the you, you're going to be up to a lot. We really appreciate having you on the show. Where do people go to learn more information? Absolutely. They can head to uh, loadshop.com, check out all the content out there. There's a uh, sign up for both shippers and carriers, and then a uh, loadshop team member will reach out to you after that to help uh, talk you through anything and get you set up. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. Like, how would you ship uh, How would you ship so, your best friend to China? I, uh, my best friend well, to China? How would you ship bows to China? Bows? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, well, I'd ship bows to China on a, on a, uh, on a, Probably a, a cargo plane to like uh, Nigeria, like a livestock, like <laughs> a livestock. Plane. Tell me he's going to China and he just wakes up. <laughs> Put and, him a livestock plane, give him yeah, a backpack full of uh, go, Tupperware. Exactly, <laughs> that's your parachute. Hey, so folks, we've been talking about we've been talking about demos. Remember, we talked to Eric about winning about how they had won best in show before. Well, there's a way to win best in show. You know what? You got to vote. Well, first you, you got a demo. Yeah, then, well, yeah. Then you got to vote. Well, <laughs> you're going to vote after right after this show. There's going to be another <laughs> set of demos coming up. We got North Star Digital. We got the Front App demo. We got Samsara, and we got the Open Dock demo. And then what's going to happen? What's going to happen is we're going to put a poll in the comments on Slack. You get to vote in there, and you get to choose, use your voice, and I guarantee you. We'll be able to pick a winner in less than uh, three, four, five days, however long this real election is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. It'll take like, I don't know, take us like 30 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you mention the virtual boots? The virtual, yeah. Oh, yeah. tell them about the virtual so, boots. The virtual boots are really cool, and they're right, where are they at? They're right underneath, the, aren't they right underneath the live stream? Yeah, you just scroll right down. Just scroll down from the, from the, uh, down the live stream from live.freightwaves.com and uh, go in there. They're very, very cool. Yes, Shout out to Aaron and for, I don't even know who that is, but uh, shout out to Aaron for that one. Uh, oh, Aaron Welch, maybe the games are Darren. Shout out to Darren. Darren. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Darren, the 3d modeler. I could hear him screaming in my ear and from the control. I booth. asked, remember we asked, we, well, we asked Darren for a truck yesterday and he said he'd give us a render. I was like, what are we, Nicola? We need a real truck. <laughs> yeah. a real, this is a twice weekly show. It's called What the Truck. We are on Peace at noon, love. but we'll be coming Peace at you twice love. tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Look us on podcast players everywhere. What the Truck or Freightcast, where you find every single Freightways podcast. Peace and love. Boom. And vote. Peace, Peace and love. love.